Mic one, mic one, isn't this a lot of fun? Testing, two, 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 two. New York producer's always uh, curious as to whether or not he should cut these bits out. And I said to him, spinal tap, just leave it in. Even if you don't find it funny after the first 300 podcasts, by about 400, you will. It's like a reoccurring joke. I think the awkward starts are kind of like are the best part of the podcast. Oh, I tell you what, people, if you heard this conversation that Jeremy and I and I've just had for the previous 45 minutes before I hit record, that would have been the best part of the podcast. This Honestly, always, this always happens to us. Like we go on like a 30 to 45 minute rant and we're like, damn it, this should have been on the podcast. Welcome to another edition of Did You America? I'm Canfield. He's Jeremy. Thank you to the people who've been uh, reaching out saying that they enjoyed the first few episodes. Um, and uh, to talking to us via the website. If you've uh, if you've been uh, listening to this on uh, whatever platform you you stream podcasts on, uh, please, when you get the time, go to didyouamerica.com because that's like our one stop shop for all things relating to this show. And uh, the merchandise is actually now available on that platform, but we'll get to that in uh, just a second. Hey, breaking news! My um, I live in uh, Deep Ellum. Uh, for those people who don't know uh, Dallas. That's the very arty part of Texas. My uh, building have just messaged me to let me know that there is a vegan food truck in Deep Ellum today. And I looked at this and I went, are you kidding me? I got fired from Alt 1037 five minutes ago and already Texas is going Marxist. I have like a keyword filter. So anything vegan goes straight to my junk folder. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't, uh, I have uh, vegan friends and um, I've never really, I, I get it. Look, if you want to, if it's an ethical thing and you don't want to eat animals, then I'm absolutely fine with that. But I, I've never understood why you then don't just stick to plant-based food because you must crave meat because you go for all of that meat substitute stuff that just tastes like garbage. See, I, I honestly think that all the meat substitute stuff is even worse because it's all made of soy, which notoriously gives men bitch tits. <laughs> right. So, okay, sure, you're saving a few animals that were going to die anyways and are delicious. Right. And now you have bitch tits. Right, exactly. You're not going to be looking so great in that tight T-shirt you bought from the uh, uh, Goop website. For <laughs> right. Like, I already have fat guy tits. I don't need an additional cup size. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I've never got it. It's the same as... Um, Alcohol-free beer, but I, I, I guess I, I lead a very kind of in my world. You're either in or you're out. I lead a very kind of black and white existence. There's no kind of gray area or middle ground for me. So you know, I, people that gave up, and I'm a non-drinker now. Um, and I guess people that gave up drinking sometimes they like the idea of, of non-alcohol beer. But in my mind. It's the same with uh, vegans or vegetarians and meat. You're either eating meat or you're not. You're either drinking booze or you're not, right? I would rather go into the bar and order a Diet Coke or even just have them give me a water than uh, go in there and order a non-alcohol beer. It just doesn't make any sense to me. No, absolutely. Even when I quit smoking cigs, it was kind of the same thing. Like I used nicotine gum to help me quit. But after a month, I was like, I'm not chewing gum all day, every day. Plus, this gum is disgusting and just kind of got rid of it. Right, 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 right. Now, in, for, by the way, we will talk about Jeffrey Tubin in just a second. But I just, <laughs> I just want to give you the, 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 the other update from the building in Deep Ellum within which I live. So first of all, they're promoting the fact that the vegan food truck is coming to uh, Deep Ellum today. Uh, that's the first sign that since I've been off the radio, Texas is going Marxist. Uh, the second sign is... Um, this is one of those buildings where they have a shared working space. So for people that work from home, there's a very nice kind of office type area where if you want to get out of your apartment, you can go and sit at desks and plug your laptop in and it's got nice views and there's a printer and like all that kind of stuff, right? They had coffee machines in that area, which was a big thing for me because since I gave up booze, I drink literally 25 cups of coffee a day. So seriously, if you're offering me free coffee in my apartment complex, it dramatically reduces my monthly rent. Like right. that, that's how much coffee I drink. I mean, you've seen it. I, I, yeah, I, nonstop. I, I drank like three cups of coffee during our 30 minutes chat before the podcast and then immediately poured another cup before we started recording, right? So, you know, the, the incentive, I, I mean, I basically, when I was touring apartment complexes in Deep Ellum and I saw that this particular place had two coffee machines Whoa. in the shared working space, I went, 
okay, how much is the monthly rent? All right, I can probably reduce that by about a hundred bucks in the amount of free coffee that I'd be drinking. But then the pandemic hit and in March, they shut down the free coffee machines. Today, I wandered through the shared working space and what do you know? The coffee machines are magically open. And I'm thinking, did COVID just go away? You, Whoa, pandemic you, over. Do you know how many orders for instant Starbucks coffee I've made on Amazon since you closed down these coffee machines? And then I go down there today and it's back. Now, obviously that's good news because I'm all about my, my free coffee. And then I'm thinking, you know what it is? We're right before the election. They're thinking huh. they're, they've seen the amount of Biden boards that are on display in this apartment complex. And they're thinking, it's OK. The residents are voting the right way. We don't have to hammer how bad the pandemic is anymore. <laughs> you can have your free coffee back. Right. I know <laughs> some people may now be accusing me of stepping into OAN territory oh, and no. using the phrase political pandemic. But as far as I can see, coronavirus has not disappeared. So what was the difference between March until the end of October that meant I couldn't have communal coffee machines and now I can? The only difference I can see is that there's an election coming up and if you look outside my window, spot the Biden boards. <laughs> All I know is it's uh, it's quite the relief that apparently the pandemic is over. I'm about to go to the strip club after this and just pay all the strippers to cough on me. <laughs> right. Yeah, cough yeah, away, yeah. ladies. <laughs> I wonder if I, if I put my six foot two life-size cardboard Donald Trump in my window, right, just to combat the, the Biden uh, boards at the other windows. I bet as soon as the Donald appears in my window, those coffee machines are switched off again. <laughs> of course, yeah, they're not gonna. They're not just gonna give in to the to the right side of politics <laughs> here in Deep Ellum. Anyway, Jeremy, I told you we weren't going to be political on this podcast. You keep doing this it's every not. time we record. I say we're not going to do politics, and there you are accusing the communal coffee machines in this building as being part of a political scam. Well, now that we're already here, I might as well mention I was on one of the. Uh, pornographic webcam websites the other day and one of the models happened to be doing her thing in front of a giant Trump flag. I went to the next girl. That's how unpolitical I'm getting, folks. <laughs> I won't even jerk off to you if you're rocking the Trump flag. Not the time nor the place. It does take it to a new level of, I know, uh, you know, people, uh, it's like there's three levels of this. So there are um, people who won't be in relationships with others who have opposing political opinions. Uh, and I can understand that to, to some extent because obviously you're with that person alone, especially if you live together. Then the next level of that is people who can't be friends with people who have other political uh, differences, which is kind of ridiculous because you're only going to see them or talk to them so often. You could just not discuss that. Now you've taken it to, I won't jerk off. Yeah, I'm not finishing to you. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's both sides. If she had like one of the Biden signs up too, I too would be like, all right, that's a little much. But, you know. She's uh she's trying to get those tips. I respect the game. Right, 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 right. And maybe she's enjoying free coffee in her apartment complex as well. <laughs> because if you, it seems to me, as soon as you get your Biden boards out, free coffee for everyone. She was dumping coffee all over her. See, I mean, it's like I told you, they're going Marxist. They're already. They like we can share coffee again. Right, Jeffrey Tubin. Now, <laughs> I, um, I got to tell you, first of all. I sort of knew the name Jeffrey Tubin. I certainly didn't know anything about him until he jerked off on Zoom. And, 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 and I don't know if that is because there's not a lot of CNN in my life. Right. So that's, I mean, is he famous? Have I just kind of avoided Jeffrey Tubin because I tend not to watch CNN? Well, I'm I'm actually a very big Jeffrey Tubin fan. I told you before this, like. I, I kind of watch all the news networks. I don't really lean politically to either side. So I, I base who I like on news just off of if they're intelligent, if they come off smart, and if they're entertaining. And then I make my own political views and opinions based off of like the information they get. So I actually love Jeffrey Tubin, but how I think most people know him is he's the guy that wrote the O.J. Simpson book. Right. See, I didn't even know that until I read these stories. And by the way, that now is a paragraph in his biography, several paragraphs below all the details about him jerking off on Zoom. So I also heard a very, very British take on Jeffrey Tubin, because certainly in England, um, people don't know who he is. Um, but I was listening to, I, I still consume some uh, UK media 
Um, cause I like England on my, uh, listening devices and on my TV, as long as Texas is outside my window, right? <laughs> that's, that's, I don't mind consuming shitsville as I call it, as long as I'm consuming it 5,000 miles from shitsville, right? What a slogan. It, maybe we could put that on t-shirts. That's going well. on a t-shirt. By the way, I'm going to, I'm going to do a big push for our new t-shirt now officially available. It's, it's coming later. Um, so I'm listening to this uh, news report on a, a talk station from the UK. First of all, they've got a correspondent on from America, and I'm thinking, why am I not the person? Why, why am I? Uh, <laughs> right. So that I should be, I should be on the phone giving them the update. But this was like the most British take on Jeffrey Tubin. So the guy who was on the phone, so the English radio station, is uh, setting the scene as to who Jer uh, Jeffrey Tubin is and kind of what he's done. To which. The British host says, oh, so you mean he was having a Zoom conference call and then at the end of it, unfortunately, he stood up and his trousers fell down? <laughs> then, which, which, again, is like this guy, it's not like he's a CNN fan or he likes Jeffrey Toobin. So he's not defending him because he likes the guy as a journalist. This is just the Brits' immediate... It's like the Brits when, to use a British term, well, there's no way someone would have been wanking off on Zoom, <laughs> right? So <laughs> the guy on the phone says to the host, no, 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 no. Like he had his, you know, he had his, his dick out and was, uh, you know, in not so many words, obviously saying this, and was, uh, and was, and was, and was jerking off. At which point the, the British host, I can't remember his comeback, but it may as well have been, because he was just in such disbelief in such a British way. His comeback may, have, may as well have been, Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm sure you're incorrect. I mean, I'm sure you'll find that uh, Mr. Tubin stood up while on Zoom and realized, oh, I should have worn a belt with my trousers <laughs> to keep them up. And then I was like, no, he was jerking <laughs> off. He had the belt around his neck. <laughs> 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 yeah, with in excess playing yeah. in the background. <laughs> um, Kill Bill on the TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, with uh, Soundgarden, too soon. Um, too soon for Chris Cornell. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll give it six more months. All right. New York producer, delete that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New York producer, take out my insensitive Chris Cornell joke. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, my first takeaway from this was, Unless there's someone on that Zoom meeting who is just drop dead gorgeous and Jeffrey Tubin just like couldn't resist it, which I'm, I'm, let's just say for argument's sake, there wasn't because even people that are good looking in those kind of settings generally don't look their best in, in, <laughs> in, 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 in a Zoom meeting. Right. What were they talking about? Because I was thinking like, they must've been going on about how, I don't know, Jeffrey Tubin was getting great ratings on CNN and they were gonna give him a massive pay rise and maybe like the stocks were going through the roof and he just went, oh my God, best news ever. Hang on, I've got to unzip my pants. <laughs> like I can't, I, it, was, it, would have been, it would have been like when, um, uh, cause I used to have a job in DFW, when uh, the, the uh, program director of Alt 1037, Zoomed me after we'd had a couple of meetings and said, All right, Ian, we want to bring you to Dallas and we want to give you afternoons on 1037. I went, Wow, hang on, I need to jerk off. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just like that, you know, at first, when everyone first got on Zoom at the beginning of the pandemic, the whole joke was like, Oh, I'm not wearing pants because I'm at home. And then you started seeing all these videos of like people accidentally revealing themselves naked, not realizing they were on the screen. Now it's just gone to the point where like everyone knows how to use Zoom. If you show up naked, you're just trying to sample your OnlyFans page. <laughs> like there's no way, like Jeffrey Tubin at this point is like, you know, CNN's paying me pretty well, but let's see how much I can get for jerking off to this camera. <laughs> so I've not heard this theory. You might be onto something. You're saying that he was basically auditioning for OnlyFans. Like he's yeah. like, I'm, I'm doing good with my political career, but if, if people could subscribe for $5 a month, I could make a killing because I've got an amazing penis. Wait till <laughs> you see it. And then, and, and, and therefore it served as an all kind of like how I may or may not be using this podcast to send to radio stations to go, hey, wouldn't you like to give me a job? Because I really need one in America. He was going, 
Hey, wouldn't you like to subscribe to my OnlyFans page? I mean, imagine this getting a blowjob. It'll look so <laughs> sexy while the CNN stocks and shares are playing in the background. Right. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Jeffrey Tubin's dick, but apparently now a number of CNN members haven't. I think they should let us know what that dick looked like. I, uh, I I do think he's not doing himself any favors with my theories of um, it's great that we can all work from home. And if your job can be done at home, you're probably better off doing this because, you know, me, I'm a, I'm a huge capitalist. And before the pandemic forced people to work at home, I was very much of the opinion that if people do work from home, they slack off, they'll be, you know, going to the gym or doing whatever and not working hard. And, you, you know, you, you, the capitalist in me was like, you can't trust them unless they're in front of you and you can make sure they're working on the spreadsheets and you can shout at them and constantly put the pressure on. But I think that when the pandemic forced people to work from home and those that were fortunate enough to keep jobs remained productive, it kind of... Um, destroyed that theory of mine because it, it then seemed that there was an argument to be said that if people were happier and more comfortable working from home, they would be as productive, maybe even more productive, um, and they would maintain work standards that they would have were they in the office. Jeffrey Tubin just shot all that to shit <laughs> because basically... My concept of, of of that is basically the same as saying, well, J Jeffrey Tubin, if this was in a pre-pandemic situation, would have been sitting around the boardroom table having that meeting about whatever it was about on Zoom and around that boardroom table just got his dick out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tubin could have been jerking off at the CNN studios for years and we wouldn't have known. <laughs> right. Now at least we know the guy was probably in his office jerking it. However, um, one bit of good news, and uh, this has been a, a long-held opinion of mine, uh, because as you said, uh, Jeffrey Tubin is the man who wrote the book that brought us the TV show The People vs. O.J. Simpson. I would suggest Jeffrey Tubin's political career is, if not over, it's certainly at a stopgap at the moment, right? Yeah. And what I've wanted since season one of The People vs. O.J. Simpson is season two. <laughs> that show was amazing. And I think we might as well put all of the people that maybe um, the public look differently upon in one group to see if they can get away with it. Because Cuba Gooding Jr. has got all of these Me Too allegations. <laughs> so people go, okay, we got the Me Too guy and we got the jerking off on Zoom guy. Let's just see if people will watch it anyway. Because I love that TV show. And the best thing about that TV show was you knew what was going to happen because you knew the OJ story and yet it was still captivating. Oh, yeah. I, so basically you're pitching season two be a reality show where we take OJ Simpson, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jeffrey Tubin and put them into a weird mishmash house where they're just jerking off, killing people and getting drunk. <laughs> and playing golf on golf courses that should have been closed during the pandemic right. while making jokes about Carol Baskin killing her husband. What right? a life. There's so much mileage out of OJ since he's been released from jail. Although I think you're ahead of yourself. I think that's season three. So we had season, <laughs> we had season one, right? He gets off, right. right? I think season two is all about him being jailed because he went with like his version of the A-Team to get his merchandise. <laughs> Back. Because that in itself is is an is an amazing OJ story. You got away with the crime of the century, effectively, right? right? Then you sort of laid low for a few years, and then decided at like Comic Con that the guy on the stall next to you had a bunch of merch. I don't know, like footballs that you'd signed that you thought should have been yeah. yours, and went, hey. If you've got a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, can you still hire the A-team? Because I need them to go with me to that guy's room and take all of my merchandise back, which is basically what OJ did and then ended up in jail doing that. So I think season two focuses on that, and it is a sort of A-team 
come Orange is the New Black right. drama where we've got OJ stealing back his stuff and then being jailed for it. And then you're right, season three is basically just a big Zoom jerk-off between, <laughs> between, between celebrities who have now become maybe not so appealing to the general public in America, but I, but possibly still more popular than Queeby. <laughs> oh, God. Can we, can we technically call what he brought with him to that Vegas hotel room at A-Team? I mean, they, they got caught. It was kind of more like the CD team at that point. Right. It was like, the, I'm going to make a really like train spotty A-team joke. It was like the A-team season five. That's when they started working for the government. Probably not funny. <laughs> not funny. All right, never mind. We'll ah. move on. We'll, we'll move on. My, the A, I should do an A-team podcast. That's a, right, whole different, that, that's a whole different thing where I discuss the A-team and I definitely would have hours of fun listening to my own voice and <laughs> analyzing that anyway but i do think there is definitely scope for season two of oj simpson possibly season three and i reckon that jeffrey tubin you know has now got the time because whatever you think of oj simpson and we're probably all of the same opinion you can't deny that that man is very entertaining. I mean, as soon as he got out of jail and discovered that Twitter, I mean, he's a bit behind the times because he was on Twitter and posting, what are the videos called on Twitter? I can't even remember. Um, Periscope, right? right? Imagine once OJ Simpson discovers Instagram stories. He's going to be, the material's going to be gold. I just like that you assume that all of us at this point have the same opinion on OJ. OJ didn't do it. Free OJ. (laughs) All right. Uh, just uh, another thing on the uh, Jeffrey Tubin situation, and we, we will get to uh, some uh, listener feedback in a second because I'm very much appreciating the people who've been uh, messaging, saying they are enjoying the show either through our socials or at didyouamerica.com. Um, but at the time, uh, Jeremy and I are uh, recording this edition of the podcast. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin has obviously been the biggest news of the week. I, I also love the fact that we're we're a few days out of an election. There's a presidential debate tonight, and and yet the 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 the, the big news basically is about people jerking off because <laughs> Jeffrey Tubin had like three days of coverage. He must seriously be thinking now. Thank God for Rudy Giuliani and Borat. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly the hands down the pants has been set, the focus has been taken away from me and they're now looking at America's mayor. I'm still calling him that. Uh, because, uh, so the, the Borat movie is going to come out tomorrow and um, there's apparently a scene in it where Rudy Giuliani's done an interview with someone who's posing as a conservative journalist and they go into a bedroom in a hotel room um, and he's he's laying down on the bed. He now claims that he was adjusting his trousers. New York producer, um, who of course hates all of the political content on this show. And I keep telling you, Jeremy, stop being political <laughs> Sorry, on Digital guys. America today. Uh, as, uh, as, cause he, he had, New York producer handles uh, all of our social stuff. He did um, show me a mock-up of, uh, of uh, Instagram stories to promote this show, which has got <laughs> a photo of Rudy, Rudy Giuliani in my bedroom on it. And, uh, and I said, yeah, 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 that's great. That's very timely, but don't forget, he was just adjusting his trousers, to which New York producer replied, is that how Republicans have to adjust their trousers laying down on the bed? <laughs> I just love, you know, so he, of course, tweeted out defending himself. Rudy Giuliani yesterday wrote, the Borat video is a complete fabrication. I was tucking in my shirt and taking off the recording equipment. And so far, the greatest reply to all this comes from none other than Demi Lovato. Okay. Demi Lovato replies, so you normally drink with the reporters, follow them to the bedroom, and then lie on the bed and let her take off your mic for you? I guess I've been doing my interviews all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, if Demi Lovato is offering, I would like to interview her today. Right. Yes, these are the new rules. In that position in on that the base. <laughs> Demi Lovato, if you want to be on Did You America, we can absolutely replace my picture of Rudy Giuliani on my bedroom wall with a picture of you, if you'd like that. And I promise to come off as like at least 20% less rapey. (laughs) (laughs) It does seem to be like the the week for it, because you've kind of got like the, uh, the Jeffrey Tubin story. And then Rudy Giuliani may or may not 
have been about to uh, start jerking off. And then uh, the, the bottom of the pile, because everyone wants to get in on this, I just saw some random new story from, I think it was somewhere in Tennessee, about a truck driver who got pulled over for jerking off in his truck. And his excuse was, I was air drumming. <laughs> so it, it's, it's and again, no excuse. And again, I tell you, we're a few days away from an election. At the time we're recording this, the presidential debate is on tonight. But the headline news, Jeffrey Tubin jerks off on, uh, on Zoom. Rudy Giuliani may have been about to jerk off on a hotel bed with a reporter and on oh, some random truck driver, which, you know what I reckon he was playing? What's that Phil Collins song that's got the just like replaying that on repeat? In, and he's like, man, I, was just, I just had to keep air drumming. And the cop was like, no, it looked like you were jerking off. No, 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 no. That Phil Collins drum pattern is so amazing. I, it looked like it because I was really, really enjoying myself. You know when um, a band put a drum solo in their set and everyone leaves? Not me. <laughs> I really get off on drumming. Right. I just like, you know, our uh, so far Did You America Jerk Week is going off way better than Discovery's Shark Week. <laughs> yeah. The good thing about this is, is because we are doing it from my kitchen table, so it's as, as organic as can be. We are discovering new things as we go. And uh, it definitely is jerk week this week, 100%. Um, so if you go to the website for this show, which is didyouamerica.com, um, you can find uh, a bunch of stuff there, including our song of the week. Uh, we launched this on the previous episode. Uh, Jeremy, the New York producer, and myself are each choosing a newish song that we are listening to at the moment. And uh, you can uh, stream those songs at digiamerica.com and then vote there. Uh, plus we're uh, letting you vote on the various social media. So uh, the current scores um, will reveal the winner on next Monday's episode. Uh, but the current scores, um, Thundercat by, who's that by? Thundercat's the artist, oh. Black Qualls is the song. There you go, I'm so cutting edge. <laughs> I don't even know the song from the artist. Uh, that's uh, Jeremy's uh, suggestion. 9% of the vote. Really? Yeah. New York producer made some joke saying that you're the equivalent of... Oh, hang on a second. I got I to look this up because otherwise I'm going to get the name wrong. New York producer, you better not be talking shit over here. We got to have problems. Um, oh, yeah. He said, um, Jeremy is the Howie Hawkins of this week's Song of the Week. And I just text back, question mark, question mark. It's like the guy who leads the Green Party. I said, well, no wonder I don't know what? who that is. No one knows that. You, I, think, oh, I, I think he's suggesting that your song of the week is as popular as the Green Party when it comes to votes. Listen to the hipster garbage that New York producer put on Beba Doobie. Some, <laughs> some chick singer you can't even understand. It sounds like every indie pop rock song you've ever heard. I'm bringing the people with some funk. I'm showing them some real music. Someone who's going to take... Uh, multiple genres, whether it be hip hop, jazz, funk, rock, and combine them into one. You just pick some dumb name and threw it up there. Yeah, well, unfortunately for you, the current votes for uh, Biba Doobie, 22.5% uh, for the song Together. Um, but of course, my suggestion is leading Troubles Coming by Royal Blood, 68.5%. But the, the voting will continue until Monday for Song of the Week. Uh, you can just go to digiamerica.com slash song. I did question as to why New York producer is giving me 0.5s because I thought we should just round it up, to which he responded, I'm just doing the democratic math. <laughs> you know, the other funny thing with him being a New York hipster is because he is uh, taking charge of the website and all of the online components for this show, right? He's now jumped on my social media to see the messages that are coming in because, you know, we're looking at, at, at everything and the, the feedback we're getting. And so about 24 hours after he was officially part of this podcast and it went online, he sent me a text message going, for God's sake, I just started wondering why I'm getting all of this political bullshit, things that are saying stuff like, 
the Biden crime family. <laughs> and suddenly I realized, oh, it's because I'm getting cam-filled social media feeds now. Oh, God. Don't worry, <laughs> folks. We're like three weeks away from, two weeks away from this all being over. <laughs> we can go back to sanity in this country. It'll soon, soon be over. If you um, go to the website, uh, didyouamerica.com, uh, you can also message us or be on the show. If you click be on the show, Whatever uh, listening device you are using, you literally talk at it and you can leave us a message because I know some people that used to listen to me on uh, Alt-1037 liked the fact that you could call in and argue with me, um, which I'm all up for on this podcast. So if you want to do that, uh, just click be on the show and uh, talk to me via your listening device. If you don't like the sound of your own voice, uh, by all means, uh, you can just uh, type a message to us at uh, didyouamerica.com. Um, Beer Us on Twitter said, whoever is in charge of the upcoming Trump country station in Dallas, get Canfield on it. I think that would be a great idea, Beer Us, except that that Trump country station is in Florida at the moment. But maybe something could flip in Dallas. I don't know. Based on uh, based on the looks of your neighborhood and all the signs around, I think you might fit well into Florida. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I am currently. I mean, it's like I might knock on one of my neighbors' doors and go, "Excuse me, I don't mean to get political, but that Biden board is blocking the sunlight into my apartment." <laughs> That that's that's what and they're gonna go. Your apartment is as dark as the last four years in this country. <laughs> wow, we keep getting political. I told you, stop being political. Um, Jimmy from Philly uh, messaged me uh, asking if I'm gonna get the new Rob Halford action figure because we were discussing about my uh, Funko collection. Uh, I don't mean to name drop here, Jimmy from Philly, but I've actually been on WhatsApp with Rob Halford discussing um, his new action figure. And um, while we like the look of it, because it's the classic look of the Judas Priest singer um, with like the whips and chains in the biker's outfit, I'm not even sure if the action figure might come with a bike because Halford's famous for riding a Harley on stage. Um, But my question was, um, and Rob didn't know the answer to this, was I, I refer you to Lemmy from Motorhead's response uh, when he was alive and got his own action figure. Someone said to him, isn't it great you got an action figure? That's, you know, you're getting some pretty good, uh, like, star status there. And Lemmy from Motorhead goes, well, I had a look at it. This is what Lemmy used to talk like. I had a look at it, and I said to him, well, it's great. But it's got no dick. It's not going to get any action, is it? <laughs> so I didn't. Because all toys for children should have penises on them. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if anything relating to Lemmy from Motorhead is good for children. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> You're right. Put a dick on that action figure. <laughs> you know, um, I, I don't know that you're ever going to see the Lemmy action figure retailing next to things from Paw Patrol. I just don't <laughs> think it's. I just don't think it's that kind of market. I really want a shirt now that just has Lemmy's face on it and says, "Put a dick on it." That, again, uh, that could be something that we could have in our merch department. I, I, I keep listening. I'm about to do a big push for our shirts, which are available at DidYouAmerica.com. Um, so yeah, um, is it an appropriate response for me to say to Jimmy from Philly that <laughs> both Rob Halford and myself are very interested in the new Rob Halford action figure, but if we discover it hasn't got a dick, our interest goes away. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David from Fort Worth wanted to know if I had watched Cobra Kai yet. Um, sort of. I saw it when they put two episodes on YouTube, when YouTube decided that they were going to be the new rival to Netflix. So they thought they were going to start making their own TV show. And the whole thing was you got uh, two episodes of Cobra Kai, um, but then you had to subscribe. And I was, nah, I can't pay for another streaming service. So thank God I didn't because YouTube gave up on making their own TV and uh, Cobra Kai now has multiple seasons, which are all available on, on Netflix. So David from Fort Worth, I haven't seen it beyond the first two episodes, but I will get stuck into it because anything that's 80s, that is kind of bringing back the 80s aesthetic and still has the original cast members in it when they're way, way old, I am into. I mean, I've got to tell you, 
I have watched the latest Rambo movie twice, and I enjoyed it equally both times. I uh, I actually did see a little bit of the new Cobra Kai, but you know how like when you're Netflix and chilling with someone, and like you put something on, kind of like as background for when you're really just banging, right? So that's how I watch Cobra Kai. So now I just I can't finish unless I hear Ralph Macchio. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, hey, as an experiment, this is my homework for you for next week's for next week's podcast. Jerk off right? something other than Ralph Macchio. I want you, I want you to Netflix and chill to the latest Rambo movie, which is now streaming, right? But you finish just at the point at which Sylvester Stallone and spoiler alert, this happens in the Rambo movie, literally takes a knife to the bad guy's chest, slices the front of him open tears out his heart, Rambo looks at the heart with disdain and then tosses it to one side, right? Imagine if you get to the point where you can only finish if that's happening on the TV screen. Challenge accepted. You heard him, ladies. If that scene gets you hot, my phone number is. (laughs) And um, Chad McDaniel uh, messaged to dispute what I said uh, a few podcasts ago about Oasis. I think my idea was they had two great albums and then everything else was pretty much garbage apart from individual tracks. And that if you took the best songs from Oasis third album up until the last album they released, then that collection of good songs would make one decent album where you're basically dealing with probably about five albums. So that's a pretty damning review on everything (laughs) Oasis did after What's the Story, Morning Glory. Um, but I think Chad McDaniel might might have a point here in that he actually said that Be Here Now, which is album number three, while not as good as the first two, is decent. But it all went rapidly downhill um, after that. Yeah, they admit that Be Here Now is basically the cocaine album. So <laughs> if, if someone were, and it's about the sound of it. So if someone were to remix or remaster Be Here Now by Oasis, when they hadn't stayed up for two weeks doing a load of coke, <laughs> then I, yeah, arguably I would, yeah, you could try. I need, I need to hear the coke free remix. Right. And that's what it should be re-released as be here now with no cocaine. <laughs> because, because at the time it was called be here now, because that was all they were saying to their dealers. Right. That was, that was what, that was what was going on. So if the, if the remix version is be here now with a protein shake, <laughs> that comparatively might actually, I still don't think it will be anywhere near as good as the first two albums, but maybe it could be a decent third album. And then you start after that cherry picking the specific songs. You know what Chadwick sounds like with that opinion? Chad, Chadwick. I just called him Chad. You called oh, him Chadwick. I thought you said Chadwick. Oh, you, no, Chad McDaniel is his name. Oh, Chad said, Mick. Chad Mick. Oh, I was, okay. like, I was like, well, you, you know what Chad do, sounds like? Do you like? know him? You have a pet name for one of our listeners? Me Ch- and Chad let's, Waddy. let's just call him Chadwick. Are you the date that Jeremy has for the uh, jerking no. off to the rainbow scene? No, the Rambo scene? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what Chad sounds like with that opinion? A goddamn bread. <laughs> Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, So if you do want to uh, get in touch, didyouamerica.com, if you want to write to us, which is what people are doing, uh, you can just click on messages. If you want to be on the show, just click on be on the show and um, leave us uh, whatever your message is by uh, talking to your device. I should also mention at this point that if you go to didyouamerica.com slash merch, um, then you can actually purchase our first piece of merchandise, which is a Did You America t-shirt. My fears that the Brooklyn vegan who was going to actually make these t-shirts for us was gonna refuse to make them because a Brooklyn vegan would hate the word America emblazoned with the American flag colors in the nature with which it is on our t-shirts. But it appears that he wasn't so against that because we now do have them for sale, didyouamerica.com slash merch. And they are great quality shirts, by the way. They're not like some rip-off piece of fake merchandise that you used to see outside gigs in the days when gigs happened. We've actually invested in like, these are decent shirts that are gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna last you as long as America will be great, which is forever. Woo! I uh, want to tell them about the tag. I think the tag is the best part. I uh, said I wanted to get, I mean, I love that this podcast has now made me a fashionista, <laughs> right? You do look beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I discovered that um, 
it's a good thing to actually uh, personalize the tags. So not only if you order the Did You America t-shirt from the website, you'll get the wonderful word America in the wonderful American flag colors on the front. You actually get a tag inside that says like, I don't know, Did You America with Canfield, but it also says America F yeah on oh, the no. tags, baby, on the tags. It doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> Screw off, Haynes. <laughs> I also like, you know, we might have to run this by the audience, see if they'd be like, but I like the, whatever ideas for merch we have is just testing the Brooklyn vegan's limits for like what he's willing to do for money. Right. Like I, I came up with the idea for you. We need our own version of a MAGA hat. <laughs> we need, and this is what I think it should be. I think it should be MRCA make radio cam field again. Oh, actually, no, that is a great idea because as much as I'm enjoying this podcast and I'm hoping that it's going to make us Joe Rogan millions. Of course. That may not happen, and it probably won't happen for quite some time. So I do, anyone listening who runs radio, I do actually need a job. So this is a campaign, because so Make Radio Camfield Again is not only a great concept, and by the way, thanks for your support, buddy. <laughs> but when you first text that to me, I saw it, and I was like, I don't know if I like the way that it scans until I said it myself, and I thought, Make Radio Camfield again, M-R-C-A. If you say that out loud, it sounds like an American lazily saying, America, because it comes out as America. America. No, so it would be normally America, but make Radio Camfield again, M-R-C-A, is like America. I'm down with that. America. America. Yeah, right. It's, it's the lazier version, which is the American version. I, I feel like by, yeah, because you are very lapsed when it comes to speaking. That's why you always think that Brits are so well pronounced. Right. Uh, the only example ever in the history of the world of Brits not being more lazy than Americans is with the way that we speak. You're lazy, <laughs> you're lazy in your speech because you're so sort of go-getting and ambitious with everything else. Right. All right? Um, but yeah, I can hear... Especially if I go to that bar that I, I, I really want to check out around the corner from me in, in Deep Ellum that looks like the most redneck bar in the world ever that's got no windows on the outside but does have a courtyard with a mural of Barry Manilow. I, I'm still intrigued to check that out, right? That is the kind of bar where if you go inside, the drinking clientele will be going, Murka, Murka, Murka. I mean, if we were going to start physically retailing the merchandise for this show, that bar might be the first place to put a stall. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's I think that bar is going to be all about the Did You America way. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, if you want to uh, talk to us, you want to get uh, uh, the merchandise. Even if you're thinking you don't want to invest in a shirt, just have a look at it on the website and marvel at how America or America, um, it is. DidYouAmerica.com/slash/merch. Um, we might have to start doing more of these because we're almost out of time. And I feel like we spent a good uh, chunk of today's podcast talking about jerking off and didn't really get any further. Yeah, apart, from, apart, <laughs> apart from me upsetting vegans and every neighbor in my apartment complex. Um, let's throw in one more thing because it's kind of connected to, uh, what did you call him, Chadwick? <laughs> yeah, Chadwick. Chadwick, your new, boy, your, your, your new boyfriend. Love you, Chaddy. <laughs> He's coming around for some uh, Rambo jerk-off time. <laughs> um, it kind of connects to um, my point on uh, Oasis Be Here Now would be a decent album if it were made um, without the influence of cocaine. Because um, one headline I did see this week, which was amazing, was that there were 70 thousand dollars worth of coke used to make the new james bond movie and my first reaction to this a bit like my review of oasis be here now was well no wonder this daniel craig movie lasts nearly three hours which is way too long for a bond movie they were all doing coke <laughs> 70 grand's worth of coke and you've come out with a three-hour movie because when you're that far into the cocaine you think that's a good idea the director was like 
All right, we need more car chases. We need more explosions. Plenty more James Bond and all the titties. I mean, I, I, it's, I'm a fan of the Daniel Craig Bond. I like what he's done with it. Um, I mean, if I'm honest, I'll, I'll be sorry to see him go. But when they told me that this this movie, which apparently is going to be his last, is I think the running time is two hours, 42 minutes. It's too much Bond. I refer you to Moonraker with Roger Moore. In that movie, James Bond went to space and he didn't need two hours to do it. <laughs> now that's impressive. It usually takes like months, if not years to get to space. Right, right. And, and I'm not telling you that Roger Moore was the best James Bond. I'm very much down with that being um, Sean Connery or possibly Daniel Craig, because I do like what he's done with it for the modern age. But you got to look at Bond efficiency. Technology is way, 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 way more advanced than it was in any Sean Connery Bond movie. But somehow Sean Connery could save the world in two hours or less. And it's going to take Daniel Craig two hours and 42 minutes in the new one. I, I don't, you know, I don't get it. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of like walking around and also like, hey, check out that Bond girl. Wait, but what about this Bond girl? And then, okay, hold on, let me chase this guy down in the car. And let me shoot this one guy. And oh my God, look at that Bond girl. Anyway, it turned out that, um, it was uh, $70,000 worth of Coca-Cola because oh. apparently there is a um, action scene, like a car chase or something in the new movie. Um, and to make it safe when they were doing the stunt, um, they used that amount of Coke on the, um, the street because it was easier to drive the car. And again, I'm someone who still drinks a little bit of, of diet Coke. I, it's probably, it's, I don't really drink sodas, but I drink loads of black coffee and water. Um, but if I do have a soda, it tends to be a, a diet Coke. I think this story hasn't got out that much because Coca-Cola have tried to suppress it because it doesn't do anything for all of those theories about how bad Diet Coke is for your insides if you're reading that James Bond is using it to basically pave the street to make <laughs> his car stunts safer for the new movie, right? That's now like the new use of Coca-Cola. It's like, yeah, it's basically like jet fuel. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, two hours, 42 minutes for the new Bond movie. Um, too long, and they keep on putting back the release date because of COVID. They want to go see my apartment complex with the coffee machines and realize COVID's disappeared. Right. right, we get get it open. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I uh, I do love an American movie theater just because there's so much. Again, it's another thing that's so much better in the US versus the UK. You you can't get a bucket of popcorn in a UK movie theater that's so big it needs its own seat, but I know I can get one at AMC and that's a, <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. And not only can I get one at AMC, I can take it for a refill, baby. Oh, yeah. So I'm very, I, I do enjoy the American movie theater experience. And um, I, I seriously, although I've been very pro getting businesses open in a, a safer way as possible, I haven't been back to a movie theater since COVID, but it's just because I, I haven't wanted to go see any of the movies. But when you tell me, that the new James Bond movie is two hours and 42 minutes. I am of the opinion of, oh, if anything needs to be video on demand, it's that, because I need to piss. I, I could not agree with you more. So like, I'm so I'm all for the food aspect of movie theaters, but I have hated movie going to see movies at movie theaters since I was about a freshman in high school. Right. I can't stand it. I don't need to see a movie with other people. I want to pause it. I want to rewind it if I didn't hear something. I want to go take a smoke break, possibly, or go use the bathroom. There are so many reasons why video on demand is better. I think in the last 10 years, I could probably tell you the three movies I've actually gone to see in the theaters. One was The Jungle Book, which my girlfriend at the time forced me to go see. Mm -hmm. The other one was... Hang on, was that when you were like three? No, that was the one, the live action one. That oh, I was going to say, huh? Okay. <laughs> yes, as a three-year-old, my yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. That, was <laughs> that, was, that was before you could be in a relationship scenario and not have to have sex to gruesome Rambo. Right. You were fine with The Jungle Book <laughs> back then. Yeah, exactly. Well, then the other one was the American Pie reunion, which my college roommate forced me to go see. And then the one before that was the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Shutter Island, which I mistakenly saw after a night of eating a bunch of mushrooms, <laughs> which I do not recommend to anybody. Besides that, those are, those are the three movies. I cannot, my greatest uh, movie theater experiences aren't seeing the movies. It's 
I used to sell joints of oregano to little kids outside the movie theaters. Right. <laughs> That's my movie theater experience. Hard than that. Now send it on demand and let me watch it home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, I, I think it's been delayed now until some point next year, uh, the, the Bond movie that is. But um, now we've, we've brought you this news. If you do go see it at an American movie theater and you're sitting there with, because American movie theaters do the biggest Diet Cokes you can order anywhere. I don't care where else you get your Diet Cokes. They are never bigger than they are at an AMC or, or uh, equivalent movie theaters. So when you're sitting there, again, with a Diet Coke and you're lit, you've got the straw in the bucket and the Diet Coke bucket is so big, it almost needs its own seat. When that scene comes on and the car's skidding through the street, you just remember that it was made safer in real life because a load of what you're currently sucking through that straw was put on the road to make the tires connect. And just think about that for a second in terms of what that diet... If Diet Coke want to sponsor this podcast, by the way, I'll edit out everything I just said. <laughs> right. If you, if you guys want to be on board, Diet Coke is a delicious drink and in no way should be used to help cars drive. Right, 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 right. I'm like the Rudy Giuliani version of this. I'm going to be... Uh, no, what you didn't hear in the edit was I was going to get to a conclusion about how nutritional and what great nutritional value Diet Coke had. You just didn't get to that point. It sounds like I was saying that you were drinking something which is effectively being put down on the street to top a car, stop a car from skidding. Now, excuse me why I recline and jerk off. <laughs> All right, I, look, we're out of time. Um, we uh, appreciate your attention and uh, definitely are uh, very grateful for all the feedback. Uh, as I said, even if you think you don't want a shirt and you look at them and you still don't order one, please marvel at how wonderfully American the first piece of, piece of uh, merchandise for this show is. Didyouamerica.com is where you can find all the stuff for this show. If you want to vote for Song of the Week, if you want to have a look at the T-shirts that have the America F-Year tag, um, what else can they do? They can leave us voice messages right. if you click on the be on the show or you just want to talk to us. Um, and uh, if you're listening to this, I don't even know whether I'm being too old school on radio by saying days of the week because I know people can listen to the podcast whenever. But if you're subscribing and you're keeping up to date and listening to them in a, a timely fashion, uh, currently we are releasing these on uh, Monday and Thursday afternoons. Um, although judging by the amount of things that we had planned to talk about on this show, we might need to uh, release the podcast with more frequency. Otherwise, um, you know, we're never going to get around to, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, the entertaining um, news of the day. Having said that, I don't think every week is going to be jerk week. <laughs> and we, and, 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 and th this podcast specifically very much brought to you by masturbation. <laughs> Sorry for all the dicks and politics. Maybe next week will be different. That's a t-shirt, dicks and politics. <laughs>